by Nehru, you guys. So the latest chapter of One Piece has recently dropped, which is chapter 1031, and there is so much to discuss, so I am literally blown out of my mind over this, and <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Hey guys, this is Jade from the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. Today, we are going to be talking about the latest chapter of One Piece, titled Warrior of Science. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. And for those of you who have not read the chapter, I suggest you wait until it's been released on November the 8th, which is till tomorrow. But for everyone else, I suggest you continue on ahead. Let's get started. Starting off the chapter, we begin with a color spread portrait of the second in commands of several infamous groups, such as Zoro from the Straw Hat Crew, Beppo from the Heart Pirates, Rayleigh from the Roger Pirates, Beckman from the, the Red Hair Pirates, King from the Beast Pirates, Katakuri from the Big Mom Pirates, Killer from the Kid Pirates, Marco from White Bear Pirates, Siryu, who is from the who is from the tight from the Blackbeard Pirates, and finally we have Sabo, who is the second in command for the Revolutionary Army. So this is really awesome seeing the second in commands all in one color spread, and it is amazing. So, without further ado, let's get on to the chapter. We begin with the Beast Pirates watching in awe at Big Mom was crushed under tons of metal beams by Eustace Kid with his use of his awakening though for powers, thinking if she would have survived it. Kid and Law are basically out of breath, basically they are worn out after using that amount of energy, and he makes a note of how the Jiki Jiki no Mi's awakened abilities allow Kid to make power, make his powers make others act magnetic, but he refuses to divulge any further of his powers to him. So I'm basically thinking that Kid doesn't even want to talk about how his awakening powers even work, or just wants to avoid talking about it altogether, not for the time being. So we're just going to have to wait a little bit more on when we're going to be learning a bit more about the awakening of the Jiki Jiki no Mi, probably not until the next arc, or probably later on after the war ends. But after Kid uses his awakening on Big Mom, out of nowhere, the beams are thrown off of the pile as Big Mom emerges from within. She performs her soul focus technique and says life, or Oshiroku, as the nearby beast pirates fall under its effects, and they are thrown out so much of it earlier in the party, and from there, she extracts their souls and bestows them onto the metal beams, creating a new army of homies. From there, she removes one year of her own lifespan and consumes it, causing her to grow even larger with her soul energy emanating from her eyes, and admits to Kid and Law that it's been decades since she last felt pain. And like Luffy, they are serious about dethroning her. So this is really, really interesting that with something as heavy as this, that Big Mom was able to feel pain in decades. This is a really big deal. 
And with something like this, Law confirms that he wants to learn the true history, while Kids basically says that no matter the cost, he plans to take her down. We then pan to Yamato, who has who made it to the castle, noticing several enemies before her, decided to take a detour to the cave chamber. But in that room, X Drake has rejected Scratch Metapoo's proposal for an alliance and attacks him instead. Apoo tries to use his devil fruit powers against him, but Drake was able to dodge it right away, revealing to Apoo that he knows that his attacks work by getting him to follow his line of sight, wanting his targets to hear them. Apu, however, retorts this by saying the three numbers are backing him up until Yamato bursts in out of nowhere. Confused by the two's presence, Apu decides to take advantage of Yamato's conflict with her father and attempts to team up with her instead, but she tells him that she isn't with the Beast Pirates anymore, and from there, she briefly clashes with Drake, getting him out of the way. But he quickly explains that he has defected as he's defected as well from being with the Beast Pirates as well. And she pushes him off and continues making her way to the weapons room. Vuga, on the other hand, decides to start chasing her, not wanting his next opportunity to disappear. And from there, Inbi and Saki are following after him as well, but Drake refuses to let them, let them get away as well. Then, we pan to the second floor, where Robin and Brooke are, have made contact with CP0. CP0, for those who are not aware, they are known as the strongest members of the CP of the CP agents that are assigned from Marine from Marine 4. You know, we have CP9, we have CP7, we have CP5, but none of them are as so dangerous as CP0. The Minks are doing their best to keep them at bay, and Brooke takes takes her in his arms and jumps off to flee as Robin tries to understand why CP9 is in Wano and tells Brooke that among the elites, the ones who are wearing the masks are in a class of their own. Sanji find We then go to the left brain tower, where Sanji finds himself at Black Maria's brothel. All the women are hostile to him because they, apparently he attacked one of them. He then ch they chase him away as, a, as Sanji, who's confused, tries to figure out why all of, of all the people of all the people he attacked was a woman. Queen catches up to him finally, realizing the tingling sensation in his body has finally stopped. He thinks that when he was running away, running around deep in thought, he came across the girl before. He tried to convince him that she wasn't with Kaido. And the next thing he knew, he was on the ground hurt and terrified of him. Now this is something that really kind of threw off Sanji thinking that this could be part of the experiment that was within within Sanji due to the German experiments from the German kingdom, thinking that he might end up like one of his brothers. Convinced that it was his responsibility, even though this wasn't, and I know for sure that Sanji would never do anything like this, this brings to something that Sanji had to decide on. He begins to wonder, what would Luffy prefer? The humane Sanji, who is useless against enemy women, or a soldier of science, 
who wouldn't hesitate to hurt anyone who stood before him. This was something that really made him think really hard decision on him. But this was a decision that made him think regarding to his raid suit. He pulls it out as Queen thinks that he's finally going to put it on. But instead, Sanji basically has a moment where he just looked at Queen and just flat out just said to him, just smashed the raid suit onto the ground destroying it stepping on it that even though his latent abilities have awakened he refuses to lose any more of himself to Germa. Queen seeing this reacts with displeasure no longer able to see him transform as transform as Sanji pulls out of Dendemushi contacting Zoro who is it who is currently in his battle with King, wondering how he ended up with, with one. He explains to, Z- to Zoro that he's, he stuck it into his clothes in case he got lost, <laughs> as usual, and tells him that while he's confident they're going to win, if he ever loses his humanity, he wants Zoro to be the one to kill him. Though confused, Zoro agrees to Sanji's terms adding that he's looking forward to it and better not die before that, to which Sanji accepts. We then see that he immediately vanishes, and Queen begins to wonder what the other enhancement, if there was another enhancement. But Sanji then strikes Queen with Diable Jambe, Diable Jambe, held memories setting him on fire. And that was the end of the chapter. So right there, that was an amazing moment we just saw from Sanji, where he was able to to stand up and finally break free from his past. Breaking away a raid suit that was a part of his past that his brothers and even his sister used and decided to break away from it and become his own person. Never in my life would I ever have any much more respect for Sanji than I do now. And I cannot wait to see what's to come in the next chapter for 1032. So what did you guys think of the latest chapter of One Piece? Did you like the chapter? Did you not like the chapter? I thought it was really mind-blowing that Sanji was able to stand up for himself. But what was really chilling is when... He said to Zoro that if he ever loses his humanity, that he should be the one to strike him down. How would I know that he would actually place his tra- his trust into Zoro to actually end his own life if he were to ever lose his humanity? That is basically chilling, but also at the same time, I think it's probably kind of cool. But I know Sanji is going to get out of this because he's one of the three strong badass members of the straw hats he's gonna get through this i know he will but let me guys know what you think of the latest episode the latest chapter of one piece because this is really getting intense and it's really getting good because we're almost nearing towards the end of the war and it's only getting as good as it is now so 
thank you all so much for listening to this chapter review and to end the episode whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not keep loving what makes you you and stay awesome thank you all so much for listening and i will see you all on wednesday for a brand new episode later black hole sun won't you come